And we are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. Have a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Hello, podcast family. Happy hump day to you all. Hi, podcast family. I've got a very funny Instagram post which I came across this morning. It's on a... uh, Instagram handle called the female quotient. And this is between a game between England and Wales under 26 nations Mm. rugby tournament. And this is what the umpire had to say to the two captains. You know, boys, I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed because you both gave me buy-in before the game in the change room that you'd be able to control your players. So did you lie to me or is it something you can fix from now? Thank you. Speak to both your teams. Thank you. My absolute favourite. I just love that she said, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Do you know what it was? You know, it, it, it was self uh, a little bit passive-aggressive how she said it. Can we just play it again? funny, like, though. passive-aggressive. Yeah. You know, boys, I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed because you both gave me buy-in before the game in the change room that you'd be able to control your players. So did you lie to me or is it something you can fix from now? Thank you. Speak to both your teams. So the, Thank you. The, did you lie to me? There's a little bit of passive aggressive. Like, did you lie to me? Kind of no, funny though. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think uh, brilliant. She's, and I well, so what? What was the age of these kids? Under twenties. And I think that's the key thing, right? Yeah. Because you're dealing with people that are probably being talked to their mum <laughs> by, by their mum like that at yeah. home. So there's every chance that they're like, oh, yeah. And I love that they've had a talk in the change rooms beforehand that you're going to control your players and you're going to behave yourself and you, you've you lied to me. So yeah, they, I think that's so funny. They do have those conversations pre-match at, at the elite level where the refs go into the rooms and, and talk to the captains of and course. all the rest and have those conversations and kind of establish the boundaries. But as soon as it gets out on field, it's, you know, Fair game. The, the, yeah, the captains have been paying you a bit of lip service in the room. Of course. But then how much control did she have there too? It was just like the best, I, the greatest. I wonder. And it's, I mean, it's difficult because female officials in mm. men's sport, there is a level of, as, an, as a male athlete, you don't want to be seen to be they can get quite aggressive yes. towards male referees. Of course. Even and look at Travis Kelsey with the coach. Yes. Like got a bit handsy and, yeah. And there's that instinct if it's a female, you, you wouldn't want to be seen as being so aggressive. Yes. But then the difficulty is the speed of the men's game yeah. is so insane that it's becoming difficult for even the male referees to keep up with some of these sports. Yeah. Like in soccer, it's probably a different thing because they don't actually keep up. But in rugby league, as an example, Dobbo, yeah. it's like some of the male referees, uh, umpires, struggle to keep up. Yeah, so, so fast. Because it's so fast. Yeah. So I understand why more and more uh, computer, you know, VAR in soccer and more of these digital referees are coming in. Mm. From a temperament perspective, I think female referees, they should all be female referees. Yeah. Yep. there's no, you know... The players are a little bit more. Oh, we have to yeah behave mind themselves our a little bit. Yeah, and oh. yeah, you, you don't like it. What? You don't like it. I got an opinion. They're going to hold anyway. You know, all right. You can share. It's just the podcast family. I actually think that we hear too much. I actually think what should be out there, and yeah, you know, people watching their p's and q's and all that. I think it should. We shouldn't even be hearing. Wow. That. I think that's sacred, and I think. 
It's the heat of the battle. Take the mics off. We all off. want more. We all want more. We don't need to hear it. We okay. need just to hear. It. That's my honest. I don't want to get I dark like it. and serious. No, I, like I, it. I just think that we've taken out what is a sport. You know, we don't get microphones before an Olympic final with Liesl Jones. Mm. We don't get microphones in the dressing rooms post-match when she's there hugging her coaches and celebrating with her. T- like, that might be the sacred. way of the future, though. That's sacred, yeah. But what I'm saying is in rugby union, rugby league, soccer, everything is for everybody to see. Mm. And I just think, you know, in the heat of the battle, sometimes people say stuff that they don't really mean. That could get him in trouble. I was going to say, like you that. probably wouldn't want me mic'd up when you hear what I say to my coach. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Can you can you try and edit it live? We should get Can you Lisa. try and edit it live? Uh, you've just got out the pool and you've had a bad swim. Oh, bad swim? No, oh, no, I meant a good one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got out of the pool and you've had a great swim. Beep, yeah. <laughs> Beep, yeah. Beep, yeah. F? Yep. Yeah, beautiful. Beep, yeah, C's. <laughs> oh. C-bombs. <laughs> Beep, yeah, C-bombs. Liesl Jones, not Emily C-bomb. No, 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 no. Different, <laughs> different event. Big story about to break. Back page of the paper tomorrow morning. I'm having conversations with the present moment. First right here on the rush hour. This is Dobbo's Mail on Triple M. Surprise, surprise, the NRL are worried that the honey trap, the honey pot Las Vegas could cause some dramas. (laughs) Oh, no. You won't believe what has happened today in the world of rugby league. And hats off to the NRL because they have just pulled the Band-Aid off this issue. This morning... One of the real superstars in Las Vegas, his name is Kendall Bell. He's the Las Vegas boss of police, spoke to the four NRL clubs, South Sydney, Manly, also the Roosters and the Broncos this afternoon, to all their players and officials ahead of the trip to Las Vegas, which is only 17 days away. He <laughs> Now, remember, the Broncos have had some issues over the last Just 24 hours, but... It was more about the warnings and the traps at Vegas. He was in charge of security of the Super Bowl, this bloke, Kendall Bell. And what he brought up was, and he talked about the three demons. He urged players to avoid the dark temptations of Las Vegas, most notably alcohol, drugs, and sex. I I like this flag. But this is where he actually got a little bit more into detail. He flagged the risk and warned NRL players to avoid taking women back to their rooms or engaging in sex romps. I don't know what that is, which would leave them vulnerable to extortion attempts. So pretty much picking up a female or, you know, multiple multiple could end up in blackmail or extortion. Is that what defines a romp? He. Well, that's what he's saying. I think multiple people, yeah, many people, yes. He said that um, many, many a power broker has recounted a story where women have targeted married men by studying them online. They are superstars. They would research their net worth of the sporting star before attempting to put them in a compromising position, which would then use them as a strategic blackmail attempt for hush money to avoid public shaming. This has all been this has all been flagged today to the NRL clubs. What, they a, also what talk, a fun briefing to sit in. They also <laughs> talked about uh, drink spiking, imploring players not to speak to strangers or leave their drinks with groups of other people. Well, we all know about that. Right. 
You put the coaster on your drink, don't you? I, I told everybody yesterday there was going to be 12 uh, security guards for just the Broncos alone, the special forces, private security guards. There's 40 employed security guards for these four teams. That's just the NRL playing. Then the clubs have got their own security as well. So, I mean, for, for, for the Broncos, they've got 12 to 15 security guards for a squad of 40 people going over. To babysit them. To, well, <laughs> hold their hands. Well, that's what it sounds like they're doing. It does. Adult it's like babysitting. If, if they're getting if they're getting briefed on these vices and things to be dang, to be careful of, and now they're sending adults to supervise them on a night out, they're being babysat. <laughs> I just picture the uh, Broncos players as unaccompanied minor stickers when they're on the flight. <laughs> So they have to get the special boarding and the like, meals. And stuff. I, I just like <laughs> give them a stick. They're worried about having traps set to expose high-profile, well-paid male sporting stars. Extortion attempts, most notably, avoid the dark temptations of Vegas. What about the people who aren't sporting mm-hmm. stars? We've got those wish. We've got to be careful as well. No Dude. one's targeting you, mate. No, I don't think so. Fourteenth <laughs> of February, it's Valentine's Day today. Not a bad song, but does not get me in the Whoa. mood. Oh, let's play Liesl's mood making song. Let's make a night to remember. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's the best. I just love it. 14th of February, it's Valentine's Day. If you are driving home at the moment, make sure that you stop in at the servo. If you didn't get any flowers, just a hot tip, a little reminder for you. Oh. Pop in and get yourself some flowers because I heard a story today. Some uh, There was a beautiful, she's very beautiful woman in our office, had this lovely bunch of flowers on her desk and I did ask if it was from her significant other and she Mm. said yes it is actually because he's learnt his lesson from a couple of years ago where they had a massive argument on Valentine's Day because he did not send her flowers to the office. He in fact forgot that it was Valentine's Day and he has not forgotten ever since that day since the argument was that large that they nearly broke up. I wonder if you could put a, that's a good, that's I wonder if you'd be able to florist take like annual orders, like you could say, yeah. "Hey, for the next five years, unless I cancel it, please just Lock. send flowers on right, this that's day." A great idea. I what a great subscription. Flo- Same card. You know, yeah. same if, words. If anybody yeah. out there wants to go and make that a business, you can have it. I'll, we'll just take 10% here. That's a brilliant yeah. idea. I do love it. But I think Valentine's Day, it's all about love, but I feel like sometimes it's not. Well. <laughs> do you have a dust up today? I've had a dust up this morning. Already? Yep. Oh, gee. Yep. So day's not I even over yet. Alarm goes off, cord to five. Am gets up to go to the gym. I get up and I go and I, I, I thought to myself... It's Valentine's Day. I'm just going to – I have got nothing. I, I mean that, nothing. So I said to her, hi, um, oh, how hi. are you? That's a good, good way to mor- start. Good morning. It's like 10 to 5. She's getting dressed to go to the gym. I said, I just want to let you know that I have not got anything for Valentine's Day for you. Um, I'm surprised by that. You usually do. Well, mm. she doesn't celebrate that kind of stuff. She, yeah, she's yeah. – That caused, He normally sends flowers to other people's wives. Wives, yeah, I have exactly. in the past done stuff, but she's – That caused She never does anything – like that, and so then she automatically feels guilty that she hasn't done anything. She said, we've never done anything with Valentine's Day. I didn't even know it was Valentine's Day, so why would you be bringing this up now? I'm like, I was just letting you know that I absolutely did not get anything this time. There's not going to be – I was actually thought I was doing the right thing. I said, okay, off you go, off you go. So you've had a big argument. It just sounds like you can mark Feb 14th off as a day that you're going to get in trouble. The only people I should be sending Valentine's Day presents to is the beautiful Ella Daisy Dobbin. And my other daughter, who 
doesn't want to be named on radio anymore because okay. that's just thing. But uh, if I sent, if flowers? I sent, no, I didn't send oh. them to school because that would. Uh, you guys told me not to do that. That would be a Valentine's yeah, Day. I was going up. to. I was going to send her some flowers, and you said that that's not a cool thing. Yeah. To oh, do. I just yeah. don't think so because you're going to put from your secret admirer, that's, and I think that's just not. That great. is that is route one to bullying. <laughs> if if you receive a bouquet of flowers from your dad, from your dad, yeah, Valentine's exactly. Day. That that would be cause for not speak to you again. <laughs> well, okay. Lisa, you, oh, you're right. The person in the office, they he's avoided the dust-up by being proactive on well, Valentine's the, the, Day. The dust-up was so big last time. Dobbo's had landed himself in a dust-up. I wonder if – I'd love to hear oh. from somebody who's had a dust-up today. Plenty. <laughs> there is pl- – this day, day should not love. exist. It's not a day of love. No. It's a day of you either believe in it or you don't. And if you don't and your partner does, look out. It's One a day triple, of I love to hate you. One triple three five three. <laughs> you might be on your way home knowing full well – you are headed into battle. One triple three five three. The fresher the dust up, the better. <laughs> Lara from Moffat Beach. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you all? All right, all right. You had a dust up on Valentine's Day before? Well, yes, I have. It's not actually a dust up, but I uh, received my um, divorce papers on um, the fourteenth of the second, two thousand and sixteen. Oh, how romantic! <laughs> yeah, well, it was. That, that would have been that would have been cause for celebration, yeah. I suspect. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you go Couple buy yourself some flowers? No, I go and buy myself a couple of cocktails. Yes, that's even better. I love that. It is a invigorating day when the divorce papers finally come through and you uh, officially. It's hard to explain um, because of the the garbage that you go through in divorce. And once you get those papers, it's cut dry, you're done, you can move on. It's very liberating. Oh, well, Valentine's Day is a special day for you. It is for me, yes. Hello, are you back in the saddle? (laughs) Have you found someone else to celebrate Valentine's Day with these days? Uh, no, not a... Oh, God. Oh, she did leave something in the pipeline. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, Lara, we appreciate your call. Uh, it, we are going to give you a Valentine's Day gift. We have got a 24-carat gold-dipped rose that we, the Triple M Rush Hour, will give you for Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Good on you, Lara. This Valentine's Day, you can show how much you love her with a gold-dipped natural rose from the Eternity Rose. You can order now at eternityrose.com.au. If you haven't bought one already, yeah. that might be a good idea. Jody from Kalanga, did you have a bust-up on Valentine's Day? Hello, darling. Yes, I did, but it was back in 1992. That's my, okay. Um, he's my husband now, but back then he was my boyfriend. Yeah. And um, I finished work on Valentine's Day and we had plans to go out to dinner. And he told me he had a headache and that my Valentine's Day present was on lay-by. The next morning I saw um, one of my other good friends and she said, I saw Craig at the Hamay last <gasps> night with his mate. Oh, no. So oh, Craig. I never, I didn't bring him or anything. The next day we went to the Caxton. I, me and my friends went to the Caxton. Apparently he saw me and he did the Caxton dash all the way home. Oh. He walked in the Caxton and then went out. This is back in 1992. Yes. And, but you're and still anyway, married. Yeah, we, we got married two years later. Oh. I yeah, it's good to, Has good he to know you've let it go. Has he changed? Is he still faking the yeah, headache? <laughs> we got back together and then I dumped him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that always Tip good the tat. Tip the tat. That always works. Hey, Bridget from Broadbeach, good afternoon. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? You're about to get home for a fight? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably potentially. Oh. And I just got given a call if I'm able to stop off at the shop and get a Valentine's card that he'll give to me himself later on. <laughs> I love this man. Um, 
Do we want to name him? <laughs> Uh, probably, probably the radio, so maybe not. <laughs> He's asked you to stop off and buy a card so that he can write in it and hand it to you tonight. Correct. Yeah. I mean, oh, I love this bloke because the words that he writes—that's the gift. It's not the paper that he writes it on. It could have been handwritten or handmade if he when he got home, but it's the fact he called and asked me to stop off. Yeah. What was your response, Bridge? Um, not very much, but I believe I'll probably go off and get a card so that he's got something to write in, I guess. Oh, <laughs> not safe for radio. Bridget, the stones on your partner, it's the size of Billy Head. That is brave stuff to be able to, to, to approach that. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Super Rooster is an institution in Toowoomba. Sorry, that's Toowoomba. <laughs> But it's time to break free and share that chickeny goodness with the rest of Queensland. This is Triple M Rush Hours Chicken Run. That's right, Super Rooster Chicken Run. Uh, at the start of the week, I wanted to give you guys the experience. It came to me last weekend when I had a beautiful chicken roll and chips. At Super Rooster, uh, every week I'm up there because my daughter's at school there, and I just love it. I, it's an institution. Could you say you actually moved school so that she could be closer to Super Rooster? That was Super the only Rooster? reason we shifted her. Yeah, that <laughs> I was think it. that was an off-air comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, look, uh, in all seriousness, I might have shot my mouth off a little bit because I did say that we were we were going to do this. I decided I was going to take you guys and take the show mm. on the road. Should have probably spoken to our content director and our boss, J.A. Uh, didn't do that. No. He's since given me a tune-up and said, okay. And probably the most important person I should have spoken to was the bloke who actually makes our radios work and broadcast to you, our tech our tech boss, Branko, the tech guru, <laughs> joins is joining us, us right now in studio. Good afternoon. Sorry, firstly, before I shot my mouth off, I actually didn't come and talk to you about whether or not this was actually possible to take the show on the road to Toowoomba. Oh, look, as soon as I uh, heard about it whilst, whilst I was in the middle of something, I actually dropped everything. I said, <laughs> cool, we've got to make this happen. And uh, look, I've been working away the like, what, yesterday? Yeah. I just started putting a kit together and let's do it. Well, you- how hard is this? Like, yes. is it hard to put together? We haven't done it before. Whoa. Um, Groundbreaking. It's not impossible, okay, but it does take a bit of work. To pull back the curtain a little bit for, for everybody out there, the, a radio studio, if you've never set foot in one, there is an enormous desk with th- tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment set up on it, mm. right? And you can't take it in a car. Now, often you'll see us when we do a show maybe from out the front of Suncourt Stadium or we do it at Broadbeach on occasion. We have a, a little setup there, but again, our techs bring down thousands of dollars worth of equipment, and Dobbo's brainchild requires us to be in a car. Well, I thought we could do the, the show in a car on the way to Super Rooster and experience Super Rooster together. Brank, tell me we can make it happen. I think we can make it happen. <laughs> right. I'm pretty confident of this. So I've, I've ripped apart some gear that we would usually use for, you know, a, a standard outside broadcast and stuck it into a car, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think I think we can make this work. Do you think it's been a huge ask, though, that you have to do a dry run to Super Rooster? Would that yeah. be too much to ask? The rooster's worth it, so I hear from yeah. you guys. Yeah. See, that's See, why Branko I, put his hand up. He yeah. was like, Branko can wants I try to go and do a, He wants to do a dry run yeah. to do the Super Rooster. There was yeah. a fight from the text as to who got yeah. the test. Who's going? Branko, okay, you're saying it's technically possible. Yeah. 
what what are the risks? Are there any issues with because we're going to be driving from uh, Caxton Street essentially the studios all the way out to Toowoomba along the Darren Lockyer Way then onto the Warrigal? Like out there, what's the coverage like? Uh, the coverage is okay. Actually, it's fa- it's fairly it's better than okay. It's it's pretty good, but not the vo- the voice, everywhere. The voice went kind of high there. Didn't yeah, it? Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm are, fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I did a bit of a test, and there are some black spots. <gasps> yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's perfect. What are we going to do about those, Dubbo? You got a plan for that? We'll put yeah, a song in. We're going to have a song. We're going to time it beautifully, and songs will go on like what happens. As we enter the, the dead I spots. I just want to know: Have you ever been to Toowoomba? No. So you're making? Have you ever been along the Darren Lockyer no. Way? Oh, oh, what an experience. What an experience. I've you're, met Darren Lockyer. I've never yeah, been on his you're road. You're going on his road, the Darren Lockyer Way, the Warrigal Highway. Yeah, Got to go at, past Costco too. Yeah. I, actually, actually, that's something we should talk about and maybe maybe it, tomorrow. There? What, is, what is there to visit <laughs> on the way? Lot. There's an awful lot. Yeah. Is there though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot out there. Branko right. can tell us. He'll know. Branko, well, I've done it a few times. Branko, our chief tech, you are saying that this, this, move, this road trip, this chicken run is possible for us to do. But there is a chance you could look. Pete, they could lose us in the middle of the show. Our voices might just go silent temporarily. Okay, but that's fine. We can do that. That's that's part of the fun. Right. Would you drive? Yeah, I'll drive. Oh, it's for the rooster. Hold on, yes. Don't yes. you have to do the tech stuff? Oh, I've got my minions that help oh. me with the tech stuff. <laughs> 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 huh? Hope you're happy with yourself, Dobbo. This is turning I into some this. sort of an adventure. I love, I love oh. that this could possibly happen now. Branko, welcome to Team Chicken Run. You're Thank on you board. for having me. Bit of news earlier. Uh, Brisbane have been given a, a big stern warning by the head of police of Las Vegas all about what to do and don't do and the traps of Vegas. And the big thing is that they've put 40 security guards for the four teams, but Brisbane have 12 security guards. They're looking at more personal, private security and bodyguards to protect that team, which some people are going, really? Do we need to do that? But it seems to be one of these things that elite athletes and that they all have them. We saw Tate. I sort of thought that was a bit of overkill. I thought, why do they really need security guards? Because no one really knows who they are. But then when you mentioned it earlier in the show that people actually look them up and how much money they make and can probably blackmail them, I thought, oh, that's actually quite interesting. And then I remembered I've actually had my own personal bodyguards and like one-on-one bodyguards that have helped me to go to places because um, at the Beijing Olympics, you do your media afterwards. Like if you win a gold medal, you typically get driven around different places. And security is a big thing when athletes are on the move. So when they have to go out of the village, obviously security is one of the most important things. And I was sitting in the the front of a car with a very burly bodyguard that had to drive me everywhere and was telling me all the secrets about you know, China and the buildings and what they did and all sorts of stuff. And I had the most fascinating conversation. I absolutely loved it. And presumably when you got out the car. Yeah. I fell in love. He took a bullet. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Yes, Kevin Costner. Jones greeted him as she ran down the steps from the airplane. He had the sling on and there was romance on the airstrip. So you had a bodyguard. I've had a bodyguard, yeah. Does that make me Whitney Houston? That doesn't end well, does it? No. Um, (laughs) Um, But was it it a... Surreal, like that's pretty cool. You're, you're mega famous in the day when it was going. Like but the security guards have the best stories. Like bodyguards and security guards have the best stories because they look after different people and they have these incredible experiences in life that other people don't have. And when we did the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow, so I was working with Thorpey, and so we he gets a little bit more security than I do. But mm. um, yeah, we had special forces guys that was driving us around everywhere, and and he was doing like odd jobs for us, like going to the surf. 
servo to pick up things for us, like if we wanted a bag of chips. And I was like, this guy is so overqualified. That is not <laughs> the <laughs> point of a bodyguard, Liesl. They're not there to get your snacks, mate. <laughs> they did. I've got to be. Like, I've got to be honest with you. This poor guy was like, these Australians are just absolutely twisties. Taking... I said chicken, chicken, <laughs> not cheese. P i double s. Yeah. I saw Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl party afterwards. Like she's always got four or five permanent security, but she's in the nightclub. And she's just dancing on her own, yeah. all with Travis Kelsey, and the security just stand around it. Like so, it's just protected all the time. And yeah, you'd want to have good security. You'd want to get along with them because if that's who you're dancing with, that's it. Yeah, they don't. Well, they're not dancing. They're just standing they're there just while standing you're dancing. There watching she everyone. actually acts like they're not even there, but they yeah. always are. Challenge for the Triple M family. I'd love to speak to one. A bodyguard? Yeah. Or a or security, a security guy who's looked after being a personal security yeah. guard. With all due respect, and we respect the uh, front of bar bouncers, we don't want we don't want bouncers. We oh, don't yeah, want security no. guards who work at, at venues. Well, I want a Can pers- they stay anonymous if they need of to? Of course. Yeah. And presumably these bouncers, all these personal security guards, have to sign NDAs yeah. about the clients that they work for. For sure. But I would love to chat to see if there's any personal security guards or bodyguards yeah. within the Triple M family. That'd be so fun. One triple three five three. If you are a bodyguard, give us a call. Tracy from Cool and Gatta, good afternoon. Hello, Lisa. How are you going? Good. Have you been a bodyguard for anybody? Well, I was a, a police lady and we got seconded to the 2000 Olympics in Sydney. Oh. And How good. We're in the stadium and we had to do, I mean, we thought we were going to get point duty on Parramatta Road, but we got the best job in the world. And we were at the stadium seeing all the athletics, but we also did lots of uh, escorts. And I escorted um, Kylie Minogue in to do oh. uh, the the closing ceremony and Evander Holyfield. I didn't realise it was him until I saw his ear bitten off. Um, uh, Chelsea Clinton and Meg Ryan and Russell Crowe, who were dating at the time. And they nice. were yeah. Wow. That is some star power. Yeah. That is. Yeah. What what a but my favourite, Liesl, was at the very end, uh, we had to escort Kathy back from. Uh, the stadium to the warm down track after her gold medal 400 meter. Wow! Um, and she was shaking our hands and giving us high fives, and it, that was super cool. She, oh, hang on! I got goosebumps. Tracy, you walked Kathy Preman after arguably the greatest sporting moment in the history of Australian sport. I, I certainly did. After she's won Ooh. gold in that suit, back to the warm down yeah. track. Correct. Oh. It, um, to the warm down track, and it was freezing cold. It was in September. Lisa would remember she was there, um, and she actually, after running that race, she ran around the track. Probably would have done about a five to ten k warm down, and then stood in an ice, a willy bin of ice. After the end, we were standing there waiting, and you know, basically protecting her from the media at the end, standing wow. in the ice bucket. In Gee, September. Tracy, that's so much better than standing on Parramatta Road directing <laughs> Tracy, traffic. Isn't that will boom me as one of the great yeah. stories ever. Tracy, that is an incredible story. We're going to throw you a hundred and twenty dollar voucher for the Sporting Globe Bar and Grill. There's one at uh, Rabina there, seven. Uh, you've uh, oh so you can go God. check it out. No, thank you for the story. What an thank incredible you. story, Tracy. Thank you, David from. Ambly, good afternoon. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. I don't really think I can compete with it. <laughs> Talk to us about who you've had to work for. I escorted the Turkish delegates around Brisbane when the G20 was on. Wow. That would have been pretty cool, though. Yeah, I, it was pretty good, yeah, actually. 
David, would you describe it as being a delight? Oh. <laughs> well, they got delights because I'd tell, take them to the places where they got horizontal refreshment and <laughs> where they could buy stuffed animals and ug boots for their wives. Is that right? Oh, interesting. Thank you, David. David, that enough said. That was the said. best description. I enjoyed that. Thank you so much. James, you're in Brassel. Have you done hey. any bodyguarding? How's it going? Good, and you? Long time, long time listener, first time caller. Yay. Good on you, James. Good on you, legend. Uh, Mel Gibson, mate. <gasps> what? No. Yeah, the man himself, mate. You know, you remember the clip where he went off, like, in his car going off at the oh, religious people? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was the follower. So we had cars. This is in the USA. I had to jump in his car after the fact, after the cops arrested him, and drive his car back to the police station. Oh, wow. are you serious? Yeah, no, and Russell Crowe. I done Rusty as well. The the girl before done Rusty as well, mate. That was the grand final, the last grand final the Rabbitohs were in. Fourteen. Oh, oh, in, in, oh mate, in, it was gold. No, I tell you, Rusty. Is so intimidating. Yeah, we know that. So, hang on. <laughs> yeah, dude, are you mate, talking that about? That guy is a gladiator, mate. I'm. He, he scares me. Where... But Mel Gibson, he's Mad Max all over, bro. Mm. I love him. But he, he, he had a bad night that night. That's yeah. all. Did he? And know? I can tell you. Oh, mate, we spoke about it after. Mm. I drove him home. Yeah, I drove him home to his house. What a lovely mansion. It's not a house, a mansion. It was beautiful. He was the best bloke I've ever, ever met in my life. It's pretty cool. It's cool. He actually gives me goosebumps thinking about him. Actually, yeah. oh. when the cops when the cops took him away, did they say they'll never take my freedom? Oh, <laughs> <Liam>. oh. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. No. Missed opportunity. It, then. Oh, it, it was it was the best time I ever met. Yeah, thank you. So good. <laughs> Thanks, James. Wow. Really got an insight there yeah. on Mel. We are drawing ever closer to the NRL's Vegas adventure, but something that is coming much, much sooner is the return of Liesl Jones' favourite show, <laughs> The Front Bar. I've got all the merch. I love it. <laughs> the Front Bar, it returns uh, to our screens tonight. Channel 7, you can watch it on 7 Plus as well. Liesl Jones, you're obviously on the Hall of Fame as someone behind the bar. Am I Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think I so. pulled a beer, so I think I'm the only person that's done that. I'll tell you what, let's ask the man who hosts the show, the one and only Mick Malloy. How are you, Mick? Hello. Uh, yes, we made a sign a timesheet when she knocked off. She <laughs> poured them absolutely beautifully. It's a wonderful skill set. That's how we make people audition well, that's, for the program. Yeah, that's a good thing because I now have an additional skill. I've actually put it on my resume as well, Mick, which is, is uh, all thanks to you. So that's great. And, w- and what is our merch? It'll, it'll be a stubby holder, a bum bag. A beanie. And, uh, probably a get a- a beanie, that'll come in handy Yeah, up there. yeah, exactly. We need those in Brisbane. Oh, oh, you do indeed. Hey, Mick, what a line-up for the next three weeks, and, and it'd be amiss if we didn't talk about that. Kathy Freeman, Luke Longley, yeah. Pat Cash, yeah. and Mal Meninga. I mean, seriously, that is group one, like all of them in their fields. Like, that, that is a huge coup for the front bar. They are. Our first show, obviously, Pat Cash is on. I'm going to ask him my two questions. Here's what I want to know. Why do you get two serves? You don't get two tee-offs in golf. You should just get one. And secondly, why don't they replace ball boys and girls with Labradors? 
<laughs> they would get those balls quick sticks. Sure, <laughs> you might have a bit of trouble getting them back off them. But <laughs> it'll be fun to watch for everyone. And then, of course, yeah, Luke Longley, well, uh, basketball royalty in this country, and he'll be with one of the Chicago Bulls as well. And Kathy Freeman... And uh, out of respect, I'm going to be wearing the exact suit she wore Ooh. when she won the 400, 400 metres. Maybe letting it out. A bit. I was going to say, did you put some elastic bands in it so no, you can stretch, stretch it? They yeah. stretch naturally. Yeah. Look, I've had It'll a friend. Be the maternity version. <laughs> uh, I've had a friend actually wear one of my racing suits to a party once, and that was uh, not very kind on no. the nether regions. Now, Mick, the front bar must be having a field day with it the announcement of these enhanced games coming. Is there any possibility we could see you competing in them? Well, maybe either if they let darts in. I was trying to work out what I could do at Olympic level, and it's either darts or shooting. Because shooting, I think I could do, but I'd like to introduce something for the sauna. Sorry for the sauna or the drive-by. Or the drive-by. I think that would be good. Or pistol whipping. I don't know. Am I the only one thinking it? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, no hey, cash here. Mick, a little earlier we, we talked about this, and I'm sure that, that you like to weigh in this. The Las Vegas head of security for the LA Raiders, the NFL side, has briefed all all four NRL teams today before their Vegas trip. Now, the, they, their big urge, they've urged players and officials to avoid the dark temptations that happen in Vegas, most notably drugs, alcohol and sex, and warned about taking women back or engaging in sex traps back in their room. This is as true as we stand here because it could lead yeah. to a blackmail attempt. Good advice, do we think, going to Vegas? <laughs> That's the whole point of going to Vegas. <laughs> all of the above. Um, you know what? This bloke, he's, he's done it all. He's seen it all. Yeah. But he doesn't understand. He is completely out of his depth with four NRL teams landing, <laughs> batting down the hatches, everybody. It's, it's got to be like a Category 5 cyclone rifling through Vegas. Good I feel luck like stopping the, that. They need to change the customs card when they come back in and you tick the boxes of like, have you been in a, what is it? A, a sex trap. Sex trap yeah. and a, and a blackmailing situation. Yes. Tick, yes, they, they yes or no. Video, Mick, they watched the video <laughs> and they said, if you walk out of a nightclub at five o'clock in the morning and there's two women out the front, it ain't your lucky day. It is not your lucky day. It's literally a trap. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck briefing that. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> could you imagine the the strength it would take uh, uh, an adult footballer to walk out, see that, and think, no, no, that, that, remember what the, the security, security experts said. said yeah. Nick, have you ever been to Vegas? I would have thought that would be right up your alley. So I was supposed to go once for my Bucks party, yep. right? And I organised all the boys and everyone was coming to my Bucks party until all the girls found out I wasn't getting married. <laughs> oh. so, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a very elaborate ruse to get all the boys to Vegas without their partners, and we were we were that close to getting there. But at the last minute, uh, word got out, and uh, the whole thing was canned fairly quickly. And now, at my age, I kind of feel that ship has sailed. And I mean, if I go over there. 
the, the two girls at the front of a nightclub would be in no trouble whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be helping me home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mick Malloy, uh, there really is only one of you. And you're back on our screens tonight. The front bar, it returns 8.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, Channel 7 and 7 Plus. We cannot wait to see it. Uh, thanks, as always, for stopping by. Good on you, guys. Pre-season challenge starts this weekend, which is Rugby League Trials. Front and centre, and I'm really looking forward to the weekend. I'm going to be lucky enough that I'm calling the Raiders taking on the Eels on uh, Saturday afternoon. Mm, but lucky boy. all these Queensland teams are getting a big hit out. So on Sunday afternoon, you've got the Broncos taking on the Cowboys in Mackay, and then uh, at Sunshine Coast Stadium, you've got the Titans taking on the Dolphins. And there's a lot to like about all these games, but... It's a little bit different. Brisbane haven't mucked around. They've only got one trial before they go to America. So what they've done is they've named the starting side, bar the people that are in the All-Stars team. Of um, course, which is Friday night, which Triple M is calling. You'll be able to hear that game uh, after we finish on air on Friday. Friday night. But you name it, they're there. Payne Haas, Adam Reynolds, Reese Walsh, they're all playing. Carrigan, they're all playing in that first hit out, because it's their last trial, really, before round one. Well, Renault and Carrigan already had a hit out. So they did. Oh, yeah, they're ready. Hey. Too soon. But Too the, soon. the problem is that I don't like about this is because the Cowboys have that extra week, <laughs> because they're taking on the Dolphins, they have named a second string side. So unless Brisbane win by 40, do you know what I mean? It's not really a gauge. And the same thing goes for the Dolphins and the Titans. The Dolphins side is stacked. It is as good as they get, bar their all-star players. Pins up. And then you look at the, the the Titans. Desi, well, he's just decided, well, we're just going to put our second string players in this trial just to give them some game time. Now, there's a method to the madness, but it's not even Stephen. And that's, no. the, that's the worrying part. I mean, no disrespect to some of these Titans players, but, mate, They've got Flegler and Herbie yeah, Armworth. and racing they've, after they've, them. Got, they've got players, Felice Cafusi, Tom Gilbert, all these guys come it's the terrifying. hour. I wouldn't be playing Felice. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? Give he's, him the rest. he's got a whole preseason of pent up Feliceness. <laughs> he's yeah. going to come out there and act somebody and get a five week suspension. <laughs> yeah, he loves the suspension. What is Wayne thinking? On it. I don't know. No, um, ma- yeah. oh yeah, maybe he'll get it out of his system. I'm looking. I know you. I know you. The Des is running out the the kids, but I there's a lot of excitement around this young uh, halfback. Um, or is it the who's the young kid? Is it Tom Stepman? Is that yeah, the young yeah, fellow they, they think they, is they, a big chance? They've got chance? huge wraps on him. Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him run around. I just would have thought let's let's. I like to want to see Flegler. I mean, Flegler playing for the Finns yeah. in his first game. I mean, they played up there at CQ Capras last week. They played their sides. They're just a week behind at the moment. Um, the Titans. So time will tell. Either way, rugby league is back. The preseason rugby challenge is, is back. back, and yeah. and the All Star game, which I'm looking forward to up in Townsville this Friday night. Looking forward to that. This, that is one of the great spectacles of celebration of not only rugby league but Indigenous culture. I think they do it so well, yeah. and they've got the women's game happening as well. The photos when they're all getting together for the team photo, it, it awesome. just 
Like the, yeah. the energy that big is there for those two teams. And Jessica Malboy are going to be performing oh, as well. Right. And the kit is just. It looks awesome, best. doesn't it? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice they one. do. They celebrate Indigenous culture. Are we going to talk about Bimba. Dobbo's kit today? He's worn his Channel 9 lanyard all day. Yeah. Why are you going to take yeah, that good. off? What are you doing? You know why? Because very shortly you'll see me back on Channel 9 tonight. You've so been I just wearing it since lunchtime. So well, that's because I was up there today and I forgot to take it off. Do you think you could have told me off air that I had it on? Do you think you would have just, you know, like, or you've just waited to just kick me in the guts on air. Lisa and I have been giggling about your lanyard and it's very much look at me. I work for Channel 9 by you today. I don't need to say it. They see me every night. 6.40, you will see me leading the sport news. Mm. You're going to do your hair? (laughs) What hair? We're going to get out of here. Lisa Jones. Cheerio. Tomo. Farewell, my neighbours. Get stuffed, you two. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo.